0: Happy, happy, happy 20th anniversary, AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis.
3: With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. White House says most Republican governors are doing the right thing when it comes to combating the virus Greg Clugston reports.
4: President Biden and his team have been vocal in their criticism of GOP governors in Florida and Texas for preventing certain COVID-19 restrictions. But White House spokeswoman Jen Psaki says.
5: The vast majority of governors, Republican governors, are doing exactly the right thing. They're putting public health, they're putting policies
4: first. She singled out three Republican governors. Arkansas' Asa Hutchinson, Maryland's Larry Hogan, and Massachusetts' Charlie Baker. Greg Clugston
3: Washington. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis responding to White House criticism. He said, Joe Biden suggests if you don't do lockdown policies, you should get out of the way. Let me tell you, if you're coming after the rights of parents in my state, I'm standing in your way. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review
1: with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, New York City bans the unvaccinated from restaurants and theaters.
0: If you don't take an experimental piece of medicine, you're not allowed to eat. Join us for
1: our program and sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com.
0: Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11. Here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hear the top voice. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker.
6: Now streaming AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio.
0: Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's play The Patriot Minneapolis.
6: Okay, folks,
7: it's time to turn screen time into dream time, vision boards into action plans, and some days into todays. Minnesota is home to more than 10,000 lakes, 130 waterfalls, 22 registered scenic byways, and two designated dark sky sanctuaries. It's a place where Prince reigns king, and dining is divine. So whether you're looking for the Northern Lights or City Lights, Monet or Chardonnay, find your true north only in Minnesota. Minnesota
6: ExploreMinnesota.com. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station.
4: Hey.
0: Enjoy. Do you need a new battery for your lawnmower, boat, or motorcycle? Full Service Battery offers the lowest prices on batteries in town. Need batteries for your golf cart? Full Service Battery will recycle your old ones and even install the new batteries. Let local, family-owned Full Service Battery put their over 20 years of experience to work for you. They can even custom build a battery cable if you need it. There's only one name you need to remember for batteries, and that's Full Service Battery. cool voiceover zany sound effect uh we were gonna write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com but considering how easy it is to do we'll keep it simple too listen to the patriot on the free radio.com app the following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or
2: its management it's time now for where you live with gene sullivan the show that deals with the news and events that affect you the most. Whether you rent or own, live in an HOA, single-family home, or an apartment building, Gene will tackle the issues right where you live. So, from the CIT Studios, here's the original Man of Steel.
9: Resolve himself, who stands for Truth, Justice, and the Association Way. Here's Gene Sullivan. Good morning. Welcome to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan, broadcasting from the CIT studios. I'm also brought to you by uh, the folks at Extreme Exteriors. Uh, it's great for to have you uh, drop in and uh, spend some time with me here on a Saturday morning. Uh, before we get uh, going, I need to say hello to the guy that helps make it happen every week, uh, Trevor. Trevor. It's good to be working with you again, Trevor.
2: Yeah, likewise. What's new this week, Gene?
9: Well, um, this week I was uh, reading a newspaper that uh, offered a uh, financial advice. Okay. And this one question this one guy had, I just thought, uh, the only thing that came to my mind is, I'm sorry, but what a dummy.
2: Um, (laughs) Yeah, there's no such thing as a dumb (laughs) question except for this
10: guy's.
9: Yeah, Yeah, except for this guy. He said... uh, I think I snookered myself, please help. My girlfriend co-signed my mortgage i paid i paid I' paid the entire mortgage for four years. She didn't pay anything in rent. I put the hundred and twenty five thousand dollars down. She just paid uh, utilities. Things aren't working out so well. I want her to move out. She says, yeah, but half the house is mine. And uh, I couldn't help but uh, just think, oh, um, a lot of times people, when they think that they are so much in love that they can't bring up, shouldn't bring up uh, anything when it comes to uh, uh, things like details, things like uh, who's going to be responsible for what here he was having here is someone who's having another individual who's going to co-sign which means that she was going to be responsible for the loan uh should uh should he uh, uh renege on his uh, obligation she would uh, she would be responsible for that well a person who's going to be responsible also Uh, needs to know that there's something anchored there that uh, they have. But it sounds like these two didn't talk uh, too much about those details. And uh, the thing that came to my mind is if the lender originally just had her sign as a co-signer, then she essentially is just a guarantor for the loan. But if and i think this is what probably happens in most cases in my years of real estate when a lender realizes that two people are co-signers they automatically put them both on the deed of the house and Oh, when do they? she's on yeah and if she's on the deed cuz that that's her recourse that's her anchoring uh and they uh and if they're both on the deed well then they uh own the uh the house uh, together and uh, they've got to work that out, um, and so it's it's uh, it's tough to see. But I tell you what, if you're going to uh, uh, if you're going to make major moves with someone that you think is going to uh, going to be uh, the one, but you don't take the time to put things in contracts, to put things in writing, I think you're just asking for trouble. There's an old adage. I don't know if you've heard this uh, before, Trevor. Good fences make for good neighbors. I have heard have that. You heard that saying? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the idea is that you have, if you have boundaries, if you have a fence, if you have a good outline of what is the neighbor's, what is mine, it just makes for good neighbors. And uh, the more you go get uh, involved with someone, especially financially, there is nothing that... Shows that you're not in love if you still put things in writing. A good idea.
11: A cautionary why, tale, certainly. Yes.
9: yes. Uh huh. And it's why we need people like my my uh, my guest uh, host today, and that is a uh, man who's been on the show many times before, attorney Dan Greenstein with Greenstein Sellers. Hi, Dan.
8: Good morning, everyone. I have some quick advice for the fellow who was asking that question. And my advice is give her half right now, move out, move on.
9: Instead of, yeah, instead of uh, all of the angst and uh, what you'll pay. In, oh, uh, my God. What a mess. Attorney's fees. What yeah. a mess. It is. Uh, so he put 125000 down. So I guess think of it as about a $62,500 uh, learning lesson.
8: <laughs> that's correct
9: <laughs> it's probably it's probably it's probably the cost of a phd so he just earned his phd in
8: life <laughs> so, yeah that's right yeah well folks and, we, we've you we know, got
9: yeah go go ahead Dan.
8: well i was going to say it doesn't sound like there's children involved or it's all you know that complicated if it's just the house and i don't want to say it's just sixty two thousand dollars but all things said if you both hire attorneys and go at it you'll you'll easily spend $62,000 so I think it's just a lesson learned.
9: Yes, I I agree with you. Uh well folks, we've got a a great uh, show and I've got Dan here cuz I want to have him weigh in on a number of things. Let's continue on Dan. You know, almost uh from the beginning of the pandemic that we've been dealing with. I think the most frequent story that's been repeated over and over again is what's going to happen to those who were behind in their rent when the moratoriums lifted. So here we are, we have a Congress that can't build a consensus among the 535 of themselves. They point fingers at one another. They get no traction. They turn to the president And they say, well, president, you've got to make a decree by executive power. And now we have a president who holds a press conference and says, I don't think I have the authority. And he just goes and makes a plea asking all landlords to hold off on evictions. Now, all of that, you've got the CDC coming out and they make statements that uh, there should be a stop um, in uh, evictions. Um, And uh, now they're asking the CDC is saying and making a recommendation for the health of the country in areas of the country where there is high or substantial transmission of the new COVID variant that the eviction moratorium should be stayed until early October. Dan, pardon my language, but what the hell is going on?
8: I don't think anybody knows what's going on, um, and, and that, that's really the problem. There is no cohesive plan for dealing with COVID, dealing with the evictions. And, you know, in some ways, the government is trying to throw money at it. There's some bills, you know, that are proposed, what's like billions of dollars to help out yeah. renters who are in trouble. My view of course, for what it's worth for my little corner of the world is if you are going to take advantage of government money to help you out with your rent, you must have a COVID shot. Um, You know, you must go with the science involved and help stem this rapid spread of the new and greatest, uh, you know, uh, variant and, and somehow we've got to convince people that this is good science it's valid science the results are very positive and people have got to get these shots
9: Yeah. well I, I, I this is a uh, this is an issue where I, I've got to tell you the more that I take a look at it I just see um, how ineffective a lot of our politicians are uh, are it's it's so easy to put together a bill and then a politician always says, "Well, we have addressed the situation," but then ultimately you go, "Well, did you address it in the right way? Uh, or right. Do you know what the outcome is?" And in this case, we have people pointing fingers. There is a um, a story that I'd like to get uh, get at that was on by CNN. Uh, just a couple days ago, that kind of, I think, synthesizes down um, where what some of the issues are concerning this eviction moratorium, and it deals with a single mom of three from Nevada. Her name is uh, uh, Daisha Kelly. Uh, Trevor, uh, play the audio.
11: Tonight, the White House saying it doesn't have the legal authority to extend the expired federal eviction moratorium on its own and is now, quote, challenging every landlord to hold off on evictions for the next 30 days. It comes as America is at risk of a full blown crisis, as millions of Americans fear losing their homes and Congress is pointing fingers over who's to blame. Nick Watt is out front.
12: This is the letter. Oh, I owe 1900 That letter is a
1: 24-hour eviction notice.
12: And You guys honestly freak me out when you knocked this morning. I'm not going to lie, because I'm really thinking they're coming at any moment. To
1: throw Daisha Kelly, who goes by uh, Kelly, and her little girls, Sharon, Kia and Imani, onto the street. Talking about it doesn't happen. Um, sorry. No, Kelly, listen, we're sorry to... Yeah.
12: You know what's happening when we start talking about it? It's It's like it's bringing all of my emotions (laughs) back. I'm sorry.
1: Kelly was a casino dealer here in Las Vegas. Loved it.
12: I'm automatically, come on, please win. I'm rooting for you. Like, as soon as they bust, I'm upset too. I win.
1: She lost her jobs, now has no car and no money for childcare. It's this tiny virus that has come along and just...
12: Taken everything. I just had to donate a few days ago.
1: Kelly is now donating blood plasma, 100 bucks a time. To buy groceries. So
10: you are managing
12: to eat okay? Yeah, or? Exactly. Oh yeah. they're Well, they're eating okay, let's put it that way. I'm like, there's days I don't even want to roll out the, the bed, roll out the floor. <laughs> you get what I mean.
1: Kelly's pawned or sold nearly everything she had.
12: I had a bed right here. There was a TV right here on top of this stand, so I had to pawn that.
1: She thought about working online, but... You lost your laptop as well?
12: Oh, I had to pawn that trying to keep up with the bills. So. Okay.
1: This is the girls' room.
12: They used to have their bed right here, and they used to have a little chester.
1: Not anymore.
12: I'll sacrifice my couch. As you can see, it's a little beat up now, just so they don't have to lay on the floor because they're so tiny. One, two.
1: More than 11 million Americans are reportedly behind on their rent. Congress approved $47 billion to help, but... Very few of those billions have actually been handed out. Kelly applied, hasn't heard back.
12: Apparently it's a process, like two to three months, you have to wait or something.
1: And that federal ban on evictions expired midnight Saturday. Do they know what's going on?
12: Um, not really. Um, that's something I'm afraid of telling them. How do you explain that to your kids, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have any words. I think I'll just break down crying and just hug them, I guess, and... Let them know if things going to be all right and we're
9: going to figure it out, I guess. We've got uh, millions of Americans behind on rent. Billions of dollars, we're told, that the government has set aside, but very little of it that's gotten into people's hands. What is going on? What is the breakdown? That's what I'm going to be uh, continue to talking with my uh, guest host today, Dan Greenstein with uh, Greenstein Sellers. And uh, we're going to take a break right now, so don't go away. A lot more of where you live here on AM 1280, The Patriot, back after this. AM
0: 1280, The Patriot.
6: Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? nationwide exposure experience and expertise let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business it's an easy decision
3: to learn more about salem surround call 651-289-4418 651-289-4418
7: hello this is Jeannie sigler from extreme exteriors
1: It's
9: summertime you're listening to where you live with gene sullivan welcome back my uh guest co-host today dan greenstein with uh, greenstein sellers attorneys uh and dan's been on many times before the topic we're dealing with today what is actually going on with the eviction moratorium why is it that things just don't seem to be Uh, taking traction, taking hold. Things have been set aside. Billions of dollars, yet few have gotten into the hands of the people that need it. Uh, Before we uh, talk about that further, though, let's take um, a moment to uh, say uh, thanks to the great uh, sponsors we have for the show. That would be CIT, also Extreme Exteriors. You know, you can always count on Extreme Exteriors for expert installation, of siding, roofing, soffits, fascia, decks, windows, and more. With their knowledge and experience, they can design the perfect solution to make your home beautiful and energy efficient, saving you maintenance and money for years to come. Give them a call at 763-441-1334. Tell them Gene sent you. It's time now to hear from the Community Associations Institute. Here is the CAI Minute. Are you a member of
2: the Community Associations Institute? For nearly 40 years, CAI has provided education and resources to volunteer homeowners who govern community associations and the professionals who support them. Visit CAIOnline.org to learn more. The address again is CAIOnline.org. CAI helps community associations board members by providing online resources, in person training, and hard copy publications written by association management experts. CAI offers community managers professional development, networking opportunities, and 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 a certification program that is established as the industry standard nationwide. Minnesota has its own chapter of the Community Associations Institute to bring resources and tools from community associations around the country right to your home. Visit www.cai-mn.com to learn more and become a member of CAI today. Your community and management company will benefit from your involvement. Join the Community Associations Institute today at cai-mn.com and click on membership.
9: Dan, uh, uh, according to that CNN report, there's uh, about 11.4 million Americans that are behind on rent. Uh, There's $47 billion that the federal government set aside. Uh, But it looks like, uh, according to... uh, uh, other stories that only seven percent of the money available has actually gotten into the hands of those who need it. Where do you think the breakdown
8: is, boy, Gene? I don't know the answer to that question. That that is way above my pay grade. But what I what I do know is that this is a government program, and you know our government. Uh, historically is not run programs very efficiently, and when I look at the the tragedy that 's happening with so many people uh, who don 't have funds to pay rent it, i I wonder if a private business came in and was tasked with you run this uh, rent help control program, I wonder if we 'd have these kind of problems i mean i 'm sure it's it 's a huge undertaking to put something like this together, but I don't really believe our government is set up to do it. I, I, I would think in a real public mm-hmm. crisis like this that well, there should be some combination of private business and government putting together a process that works.
9: Yeah, I I uh, agree with you. I, I What you're talking about is that, uh, unfortunately, what we see in government a lot of times is a new program is uh, started. It may be uh, uh, something needed, necessary, but uh, the government thinks that they're the ones that can handle it. Uh, when uh, when our country was started, the U.S. Postal Service uh, was a contract given to a private entity and uh, was awarded to for years. I don't know how many years before it became uh, be a part of the government. Uh, ben Franklin's... Uh, uh, business was uh, the first one to uh, run the uh, post office. That's why he was the postmaster general. Uh, I, your, to your point that if people would uh, get uh, more uh, people in business, I think that would be helpful. But, you know, one other place I think about is, how about state and county government? Isn't that where most of the money uh, comes from? state-by-state state when it comes to uh, people who need housing assistance?
8: Uh, that is correct, and the same with uh, food stamps. They're all through state-by-state state efforts, and I just wonder if our our state here in Minnesota, as well as all of the other states, are set up to handle uh, a large responsibility such as, you know, determining who's entitled to money, first of all, and ensuring that the right amount of money gets to the right people. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't have a whole lot of confidence in our government at any level taking on a task like that.
9: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with you, but it seems that the state and, and county might be even more in touch than a federal government that isn't. And, I agree. And, and I would thought, agree well, with you that. Know, If even you had uh, every state ask for their uh, apportioned amount, uh, depending on the the percentage of population uh, that's having this difficulty. So, yes, a New York would get more than a Minnesota, but Minnesota would get more than a North Dakota. But an apportioned amount, and let the states, there's probably a lot more state and county agencies to help with uh this uh larger group of people who are uh without rent than just the the federal government because i think uh, that uh report we heard from that uh uh Deisha Kelly she said uh she heard that it's 2 to 3 months
8: right which is, um, it doesn't work a
9: year. yeah yeah and so um And the other thing that I wonder about is uh, even with this, uh, I don't know uh, if anybody has even thought about or made requirements and where the money has to go. Does it go into the tenant's hands and that's it? Or is there a requirement that it has to go one step further into the landlord's hands so that they can uh, uh, receive rent and also make uh, a payment and keep the building? that they're using as a business. We're going to talk about this and more, but we need to take another break. Don't go away. More of where you live after these messages. AM
0: 1280, The Patriot.
7: so so till I'm wheezing like a bus stop running
2: meet you on the
9: You're listening to where you live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to where you live. I'm Gene Sullivan, my guest co-host Dan Greenstein. Want to thank the sponsors of CIT and uh, Extreme Exteriors to help make this happen every week. Um, Dan, we were uh, talking in the last segment uh, about where where is this, where has this money uh, gone? And even uh, in the break, we were talking, and you were saying that even the money that has been given to date. Um, is there has there really been uh, any guarantee that it's gone to the renters? Uh, talk a little bit more about that.
8: That's exactly right. When uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to uh, dismiss all of the honest people who are renting out there and really need help. But I think there's a subset of people that um, will will take the money and not pay their rent with it. Because right now, I do see uh, quite a a fair amount of people who have not been laid off. They are working, they are receiving their usual income, and they haven't really been that affected by COVID-19. And they have decided uh, over the last year, year and a half, to not pay their rent. And there is absolutely nothing that their landlords can do um as long as there has been or will be a moratorium so you've got I, a group of yeah, yeah go ahead oh the, I,
9: the, there's two stories i got a. you probably saw this one was in new uh new york out in the hamptons uh there was one couple they own they own a uh, uh a 10,000 square foot home in manhattan but they've been renting a home in the hamptons and uh, they uh, they haven't been paying and they've been saying that if you kick us out, we're going where we won't have a home for our, our children. Talk about the extreme. Another one, San Francisco. There was uh, because of rent control. One person that uh, has a 10,000 uh, square foot uh, condo. Great view overlooking the bay and and. You know what they uh, uh they are they are now working out the landlord and the renter. I heard a five hundred thousand dollar payoff just to get the guy to go out because he knows oh, he doesn't God. have to
8: go. Yeah. that just right. doesn't. There's nothing right about that. Nothing right, and frankly, right now there's there's nothing you can do about it uh, because you know the the eviction moratorium was one-sided it's hey you cannot evict people for failure to pay rent period it, it it had no qualifications it had no but if you do if you do fail to pay rent and you have the rent the money the finances here's what'll happen so again it was not a well thought out bill the money needs to be distributed far more quickly and fairly to the people that really need it but you know like so many other things in our life uh human nature has this kind of ugly side sometimes and a lot of people are very good at taking advantage of this
9: yeah i to to me it's always it's always uh, curious why it seems like everybody seems to know and understand human nature other than politicians. <laughs> that's a, I mean I that's exactly. what it seems to like it gets down to. You and I both know uh, cuz we deal with HOAs and we have to deal with the uh part we don't like and that is foreclosure when someone isn't paying. Mm-hmm. And uh but right. and, and and I think to your point a lot of people uh they, uh, they realize that when a foreclosure is imminent, they know there is what's called that redemptive period. Nobody can touch right. me for these many months, and everybody does the same thing, save their money, bide their time. And I think that's human nature, and that's what's happening a lot here, don't you think?
8: I, I do. I, and, you know, that foreclosure process takes eight months. So that's a full eight months after you're in default that you can continue saving money and just walk away from your obligations. And, you know, unfortunately, like in a condominium or townhome, that hurts the other members. Uh, yeah. the, the, the budget is going to be short and it leaves the, the bills to be paid by the other uh, members who are going along and rightfully paying what they're due.
9: Yeah. Oh, I know. It, uh, it, to me, uh, the uh, other part that I don't uh, like with this is uh, in government, I see where we've uh, gotten to the point where there are so many people that in politics, uh, they they want to do what's necessary to stay Elected and re-elected, and and so they're testing the testing the the winds of uh, political fate instead of taking a look and saying, you "I'm a principled person."
8: Don't yeah? even get me started on term limits, because I cannot believe uh, how our government works with allowing uh, our uh, senators and congressmen. Yeah. To, to go term after term after term, it's just ridiculous.
9: Yes, and, and we have and, and, to, and to that point you, we do have a, a government now that I mean things were set up, the legislature, meaning Congress and Senate are are uh, given the, uh, the duty to create law and they're not doing it. Um, and, and so what we have over the last number of years, is uh, the last uh, number of uh, uh, presidents that we've had in office, they uh, get things done only by the pen. Nobody is going to agree with them. Nobody's building a a consensus. And uh, and so things happen, and then someone from another party gets in, and then they undo everything else just because it was that person as opposed to saying, well, hey, wait a minute, maybe this was uh, something good we ought to expound on. And, sure. and now and what happens is you end up having a CDC. You ha- end up having uh, agencies that uh, end up, uh, HUD is another big one, too, uh, in, in terms of uh, just uh, running our lives because uh, the people who are supposed to create law aren't doing it
8: it's very true and it's very sad and about the only thing that keeps me from boiling over when we talk about it is the the knowledge that you know what it's kind of always been this way when we look back in history we don't see as much the 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 actions and reactions and the positions taken by those in power and and i think uh as a as a student of history looking back that um, it's it's pretty much always been this way.
9: Yeah, yeah, I think you're I think you 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 are certainly right. Well, we will keep uh, an eye on this story. What I want us to do right now is take a break. When we come back, there's some interesting nuances and tweaks happening in Florida legislature. Dealing with homeowner associations. Could they happen here in Minnesota? What's going on? What's the big deal? We'll talk about that with my guest, Dan Greenstein, after these messages.
0: AM 1280, The Patriot.
7: Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors.
2: When should you start collecting Social Security? How you answer this question will make the difference between retirement success and failure. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be sharing Social Security tips from the basics to strategies to maximize your SSI payments. Alan Mike will help you sort out this important but often misunderstood part of your retirement income plan. Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280, The Patriot, or call them now at 855-231-6010.
0: You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan.
9: Welcome back. Uh, I certainly have appreciated having, always do, my uh, guest co-host today, Dan Greenstein, uh, weigh in on uh, all of these uh, topics. Uh, Next, we're going to be taking a look at uh, the legislative session in Florida. You'll say, Gene, we're in Minnesota. But, folks, I'll tell you, Uh, I want to always take a look at California, Florida and Virginia, because whatever happens in those states certainly seems that in about five to eight period, five to eight year period of time comes down the pike our way. Uh, And so we want to stay on our toes on uh, what's happening around the country. But before we do, let's take uh, another uh, quick break. And here from the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association, here is the MHA Minute.
3: When you rent out your home, you automatically become a small business owner and are subject to all kinds of rules and regulations. Fair housing laws, rental licensing, CRPs, lead paint, radon, carbon dioxide, just to name a few. As someone who provides rental housing, you'll have to learn more about your community, your city council, and your law enforcement agencies than you ever imagined. But if you properly manage your business, you'll also become an important and positive partner in the community. The Minnesota Multi-Housing Association is the most comprehensive resource you'll find for everything you need to help you successfully manage your rental business. Visit MMHA.com. That's two Ms. MMHA.com. Look around the website, download the free guide to successful property management, download the free brochure about the eviction process, and learn about the many ways you can turn your small business into a good business.
9: Uh, Dan, uh, the Florida State Legislature, they seem like uh, they uh, really go gung-ho every year, and uh, there's always a lot of tweaks that take place to uh, HOA law. I, I, I bet you if they go through one legislative period uh, without uh, at least uh, 30 to 40 changes to uh, law right. from one year to the next. Right. Uh, I, I I don't know when that took place. <laughs> it just There's a lot <laughs> happening. So um, let, let's talk about some of the things that are uh, going on. There's some things that I thought were very interesting. I'd like to look at it. What is it that they're proposing to tweak different in Florida? And let's talk about that. Is that a good idea or bad? And uh, what is it for us in the state here? The first one that comes to mind is um, there was a tweaking with state statute uh, pertaining to requirements in record keeping. Uh, what was it that was uh, that caught your eye with this one?
8: Well, there, there's a few things. Uh, I know that uh, their old law said that bids for work had to be kept for seven years they reduced it to one year I I mean okay uh, not a big deal Um, but what I found more interesting was that um, they limited the rights of a renter in an association to inspect the association's documents so now they're only allowed to look at the and copy the declaration the bylaws and the rules and you know i thought that was interesting um in in minnesota we don't even have any specific uh requirements or limitations on what a renter may may be able to inspect um yeah. and i think in most cases in most cases we, in minnesota if you're going to rent a unit we want that renter to be familiar with everything the owners are familiar with in terms of uh, governing their behavior and how things are to operate. Yes. But and, now let me ask so uh,
9: the question, though, if, when it comes to a renter who is asking for all kinds of other things, uh, bids and uh, contracts of the association and all, uh, if that's not happening here in Minnesota, I, I can't recall right. the last time a renter's asked for that. But if it were... I think a number of associations would probably, uh, board members would say, no, you're a renter. You don't get this.
8: <laughs> I, I fully agree with that. Uh, and what I'd like to see is if that renter needs some of those documents, go to the owner who's entitled to everything and and deal with your uh, the owner on that, not the board, not the management company.
9: Yes. No, I agree with that 100%. That is... Uh, been uh, something that we've always encouraged uh, a, a renter who um i had a case uh, just this last week a renter had uh their car towed and so they want to they uh they're asking for reimbursement and i sure. they they are sure that they were in the right the association was in the wrong and i said well Why don't you talk to the landlord who owns the property? Tell him what it is that you're asking for because um, and uh, come with that landlord. Come to the board meeting and come together and uh, we can talk about it. But I want to have everybody uh, that's a stakeholder involved in that process. Sure. Yeah. So um, what do you think of – now, one other thing came to my mind with the, with this uh, record-keeping. Um, again, Minnesota doesn't say anything specifically that we have to keep all bids, uh, even a bid that was not accepted. I mean, the contracts, yes, when a bid has been accepted, becomes a contract. You keep it, but even all bids, isn't that kind of right. a – I, a know, huge uh, logistical nightmare with all of these extra with uh, things that are being required.
8: Well, in my attorney head, the only reason you might want to keep bids that were not accepted is for someone to sue the association. Uh, based upon a contract they entered into and use the other bid that wasn't accepted as some kind of evidence that they paid too much or they did it wrong or what have you. I don't know why you would keep uh, bids that were not accepted.
9: Yeah, I I guess in my mind, I'm thinking from the management standpoint, uh, those things are discussed in the board meeting minutes. And so, you know, um, I know that we can go back because that's where we go back is the meeting minutes. And someone says, right. uh, did you get three bids? Yes. And you go back to the meeting minutes of last March, and it said uh, the board looked at three um, uh, seal coating from these three people. Here was the cost. And they talk about who they're going with and why. And so it's exactly. there. I don't need the, the others. But uh, it's interesting. In Florida, it's uh, a, probably a lot more litigious situation than uh, we have in Minnesota.
8: Well, they certainly have more associations, so <laughs> yes. I, I'm sure there is more litigation. Okay.
9: Um, another one uh, I've got to talk about here uh, with uh, Florida. You talked about it, and I'm going to get you going. You said, I said, you said, don't get me going on this. <laughs> and this is the Florida state legislature wants a statutory limit on the number of terms one one person is allowed to be elected as a member of the board of their association. Term limits for board members. What do you think?
8: Term limits for board members. Well, I, I think a couple of things. Number one, I think it's very unrealistic Uh, And in a lot of associations, you don't have enough, you don't have volunteers to even serve on the board. And if you are able to get a really qualified person on the board, a CPA, maybe an attorney, a a manager, you know, you want that person on the board. And with these term limits, remember, at, at any time, the membership of that association can vote out somebody. So I, I don't, I think this is a solution for a problem that's not even there yet. And I, and I, I'm surprised that this has been passed by the Flora, Florida, legislature, which does not have term limits. So, you know, I just think, I, I, somebody probably complained. I'm sure there are some associations where m- multiple board members just stay in because nobody wants to uh, take their place.
11: But, yeah.
8: You know, it, I, I don't know that. It, it certainly doesn't appear to be a problem in Minnesota. Let me put it that way. Yeah. I,
9: I think it is true. Uh, truly few and far between. Uh, even when I talk to other colleagues uh, around our country from CAI, basically the same thing is happening there's very few associations i think anywhere where um, you have a uh, a large group of people more people interested in the in those positions than uh, there are uh, being offered most right. HOAs I, I i bet you i can count on at least 10 15% of uh, the HOAs we manage probably at this time if i were to count all board uh, rosters have at least one person off and they have a position that's open um right and so <laughs> it's you're right this is a this is a uh, uh, really not an important piece of legislation to me it might be more of a constituent thing don't you think just trying to keep someone happy than it uh,
8: I think I think that's what it is it it reads like a special interest kind of request and uh you know I I think even if they pass term limits for board members that the members will have the ability to over to override that it seems to me with uh you know future votes maybe they're not elected at the annual Meeting, but they could be elected to fill a vacancy or something like that.
9: Yeah. yeah, no, I I I certainly agree with you. Well, we've got just under two minutes uh, left in the show. Dan, one other thing I want to take a look at, and that is uh, uh, this one is not a tweak, but it, it looks like uh, to uh, an already developed state statute, new bill altogether, Florida Senate Bill fifty six, demanding that extra procedural requirements. Be in place before an association can recover attorney's fees and collections matter. Dan, what is this new law requiring?
8: Bad, bad idea. That, you know, this law says that um, if if someone becomes delinquent, and the association is sending. Uh, they've got to have one delivered to the delinquent owners by first-class mail or by electronic. Uh, transmission like email um, at no charge and then if the delinquent owner decides to not pay um, then you can go ahead and recover the attorney's fees but you know what this tells me is that there's going to be some probably legal expenses that the association is going to have to cover and not collect from the delinquent homeowner.
9: Yeah, and that's very difficult when you deal with an HOA that uh, is a nonprofit uh, organization, can only collect what they know the operation costs are. This could uh, uh, be uh, something that will be financially detrimental to them. Well, that's all the time we have for today's show. Dan, thanks for joining me. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you here next week on Where You Live.
3: Are you ready for a life-fulfilling getaway where you can join renowned Bible teachers, best-selling authors, and award-winning worship artists in breathtaking locations? Sail the Sea of Galilee, gaze at the majesty of towering Alaska glaciers, or bask in the warmth of the Caribbean sun. Christian travel is the best way to see God's creation, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours will provide unforgettable moments just for you. For more information, visit inspirationcruises.com or call 800-247-1899.
2: Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at
8: minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Celebrating two decades on end, this is AM.